Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. How are we? We're good. How great was that worship? Thank you so much, team. So we'll jump right in. Why don't we start with some prayer? The root of all goodness, I guess. Father, we welcome your spirit into this place. We welcome your spirit into our hearts, into our minds. We ask that you just speak to us through the word today, that we attune our ears, that we open our eyes, that we align our hearts with what you want us to receive today. We thank you for your refreshing, for your renewal, um, for your goodness in our lives. Father, we thank you that you are Alpha, that you are Omega, you are every bit in the middle and that you hold it together. Amen and amen. So, family, my job is displayed by these two lovely women who I do not know. So, thank you, ladies, for your faces this evening. My job is to get the lady in the bottom right-hand corner there to the top right-hand corner there. The gift of life is all I see every day. It's all I hear every day. And it is exhausting. It is tiring, it is emotional, it is hard, but it is absolute worship. It is, you can't help, I can't help, but wonder and always stand in amazement of what God truly is. Uh, Watching life being, well, I guess life has formed ages before it is birthed, but just that entire process and being a part of such a beautiful thing is, you can't help but just be in awe of what God is to us. And in the same token, I can't help but feel privileged to speak on what it is that we are to God. Tonight I'm going to speak on the heart of worship. There are lots of definitions of worship. Webster's Dictionary will tell you that it is um, a deep adoration or to have reverence for a deity or a sovereignty or to have a deep respect. But we know, team, we've all been here tonight, family. We've felt that palpable presence. We've um, heard from God in different ways. We know that it is more than that. In Isaiah 29 verse 13, right back before Jesus even came, It says, these people say they are mine, they honor me with their lips, but with their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. And so tonight we're going to try and dig a little bit into what worship really is. It's more than words, isn't it? It's more than just things that we hear. It's more than songs. It's more than um, lines. It's more than a, a written out prayer or a description. There is something about tonight. There is something that we felt that we cannot articulate, that we cannot put words to. That really is worship. That really is our heart. In John chapter 4, um, verse 21 to 24, the backstory of this is Jesus has just started his ministry. He's gathering his disciples. He approaches a woman in Samaria. He's a Jew. Samaritans and Jews didn't necessarily get along. But there's a woman at the well, and he says to her, um, you know, they have a discussion about worship. And she, they, 
the, the story evolves um, to the point where they start to converse about what worship is. And she says, well, you know, Jews worship in one way and they have to go to the mountain. But Samaritans say that they worship their God in a different way. And God really just brings us back down today to what worship really is. And he says, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming where it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, and it is indeed here now, in our lives, in this present moment, when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And so that is our definition of worship. That is what we are made to do. That is what our heart is called to do. Isn't that great? That is exactly where we are going to sort of dive in today. So I decided that it's appropriate to have a biology lesson because I'm a doctor. Get out your notepads. It's a beautiful picture of the heart. You've got two chambers at the top, which are your atriums, and you've got two chambers at the bottom, which are your ventricles. Lots of other blood vessels that stem from there. Blood vessels that actually feed the heart itself. We often forget, don't we? And there's certain things about the heart. There's certain things about the functionality or characteristics of a heart that make it do its job well and that make it serve its purpose. And so we're going to go through a few points. I've kind of labeled them, so they should come up. The first point is that it has a normal range at every stage of life. All right. So the next picture is going to show us a little table of heart rates in beats per minute, BPMs, of what an average normal heart rate is for infants between 100 and 180. For most of us adults, 60 to 80. We'll leave the athletes out of this. They're always trying to score some some praise and everything. Who needs a heart rate of 40 beats per minute? That's, that's low. Yeah, anyway, so we're all sitting around the 60 to 80. So as you can imagine, as an adult, if you then get a heart rate of 180, someone's gonna go, something's wrong, okay? So what does that mean for us in terms of our worship? Every stage of life, every stage that we will be in our journey is going to come with a degree that we need to mature ourselves, a degree of needing to work ourselves through, a, a degree of needing to control, a degree of needing to change our mindset, our perspective, and how we see and receive things. So just like the analogy of the, of the heart rates, as a child, there are certain things that the heart is needing to provide, and so that heart rate is appropriate. But as an adult, you can see very clearly that those heart rates have started to steadily go down. So ours will steadily change with the seasons we're in, with the seasons of life we're in, with the stages of life we're in. It will never be stagnant. A heart is never meant to be stagnant. Our worship, our heart of worship is never meant to be stagnant. The purpose of it is to mature, to increase in its control, to increase in its discipline. Sounds like the fruits of the spirit, yeah? That's the purpose of our heart. That's one of the characteristics. Let's allow that heart to continue to evolve as we evolve so that we can optimize our body, this body of Christ, this temple, 
and work our things here on earth that we're meant to work out. So what does our worship do? It allows our heart to mature and align and become set apart to remain within a healthy range. We can't not worship. We can't not. All right. Number two, it can and it will be stressed. A heart is made to compensate or decompensate depending on how well you train it. If I was asked to run a marathon today, I would smile and say pass politely <laughs> but if someone else or if Bruce was to ask to race today on a bicycle you'd be like thanks ask me how many k's 100 200 pick a number because he has trained he has set that body in motion he has set that heart to allow itself to become so well adapted to stress and what we need to do in our times when we're here when we are able to think out loud when we are not in despair when we're not in that pit is to allow our minds and our hearts to train read the word worship pray all of these things that we are constantly being reminded of in the word God is trying to prepare us for the time when we will need these things you don't need a heart that can't beat faster when you're at the at the start line of a marathon you need a heart that's going to know what to do when you're at the start of the finish line to get you to the end is this making sense are these analogies making sense (laughs) so what does our worship do How many of us know that forever is a long time? It says in the Bible in Psalms 145, this one come up, that I will praise you forever and ever. All the days of my life. Forever is a long time to be praising and worshipping. Hey, we really need a heart that's going to handle this. We really need a heart that's going to get us to the end. And not because we're doing it by rote, but because it is our spirit and God is spirit and he is in here. It is inherent. It is what we want to do. Practicing here on earth what he wants to be shown here on earth for heaven. All right. So, number three, it should have a normal rate and a normal rhythm. There's a picture that's going to come up of a heart rate. That is what we call normal sinus rhythm. As you sit there in your seats praising the Lord, this is what your heart is doing. This is an electrical trace of your heart. So if we were to run some current through all, there's current running through your heart. This is exactly what we'll get. Each little complex is what we call a heartbeat. That's what you see on ER and on all those cool movies where they flash it through. It's a little bit inaccurate in the movies. It looks more like this. This is normal. It has a normal pattern. It has a normal speed. So you're getting a boom, 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 boom. And it's repeating itself quite effectively and quite reliably. Do we concur? Yes. The heart is one of, actually it is the only organ that has cells that have what we call automaticity. So cells that can generate their own rhythm. No other parts of the body can do that. This is a normal rhythm. This is our connection. This is our worship. This is where we want to be. When we move out of that space of worship for whatever reason, when we cease to put in effort and time into building our foundations and building our core and building our strength and training our heart, we start to disconnect. And disconnection causes instability. 
and arrhythmias. The next photo is going to show you three little pictures of what your heart could go into what's called an arrhythmia. The first one on the far right there is what we call a ventricular tachycardia, really fast heart rate. Can you see we've lost that beautiful pattern? Everything's just going wild. We've gone from boom, 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 to boom, 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 boom. That's, that's hard for the heart. Hey, it just sounds like it's struggling. Just saying it sounds like it's struggling. I would feel tired if my heart was going that fast. We've lost that connection. We've lost stability. The next one over is what we call atrial fibrillation, the top two chambers of the heart. They've lost their correct signal. And so they kind of go boom, 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 boom. Again, what's going on? Where are we? We're lost. There's confusion. There's doubt. There's fear. There's breathe, don't breathe. Sit, don't sit. Stand, don't stand. You're lost. You're in that space where there is in coordination there is disconnection there is instability and those are the things we feel as anxiety those are the things that we feel as fear those are the things that we feel as confusion and lack of clarity that's where we are our worship allows us to stay connected and stay with a normal rhythm the last one a fatal heart rhythm called ventricular fibrillation you can even see it it's just chaotic there's no, no booms can describe that. I don't. <laughs> this, it's not even a boom. It's just, yeah, we're gone. We're struggling. We can't coordinate top, bottom. We can't. And this is where we don't want to be. In these places, this is where we don't want to be. When we lose sight of the ark, when we lose sight of the center, when we lose sight of our God and that connection, when we lose sight of the rest that we need, the waiting, and start getting signals from other places, we get disconnection. Those other places might be our environment, they might be the haters, they might be people at work, they might be negative reports, they might be the news that you hear, whatever it is, those signals that disrupt your natural inherent signal make us disconnect from what is core from what is our worship, from what God is trying to get out of us. Worship is the only thing that we can give God. There is nothing that he wants from us. There is no metal, there is no gold, there is no frankincense or myrrh that will work. His ultimate sacrifice, like Jeff said earlier, meant that there is nothing that can top that. Worship is the only thing that we have to give to him in its many forms so in prayer, in praise, in knowing his word, in your deeds, in your actions, all of those are worship. It's not just what we did tonight. It's not just sitting here standing beautiful songs, singing beautiful songs. Worship is all of these things, and these are the things that we need to mature and start to develop so that we can get there. In Romans 1 verse 25, should come up on the screen. They traded the truth about God for a lie, so they worshipped and served things God had created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. That's what happens. That's disconnection, isn't it? You lose sight of God himself. We start focusing on the outside, focusing on the noise, focusing on everything else. Instability. 
we lose our nice regular boom booms. So what does our worship do? In that pit of despair and in that state of anxiety or disrepair or confusion of discord, our worship allows us to stand firm. Our worship allows us to recenter ourselves, to realign ourselves and get back to normal sinus rhythm. Boom, 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 boom. Coordinated, well thought out, well written out, knows where it's going, reproducible, reliable. That's what we want. Okay? Number four, it has a purpose. The heart's purpose is to pump. It's not just there for fun, not just there to add as another organ. It's not a passive process either. So your heart pumping is not something that is conscious, thank God. I don't need something else to think about. I'm struggling just being an adult and being okay. I don't need to think, okay, pump now, pump now, pump now, pump now, pump now. So it is an unconscious process, but it is a intentional process. It's not passive. Your heart pumping, your worship pumping, your prayer pumping, your life and your deeds through your work pumping are there to serve a purpose. You are there to be that person in that space to help someone be it to help them physically, mentally, emotionally. Every single one of us has a God-laden, God-infused purpose. And that is what our heart for worship allows us to express. It allows us to bring that out. It allows us to fight the battles that we need to fight. Here when we're up on the stage and we're praising and we're worshiping, this is a battleground. This is how we stand and we say no. I know how I fight my battles. I don't succumb to the sounds of this earth. I don't succumb to the pressures of this world. I fight in worship and I fight in truth and I fight in spirit because that is who I am. That is who I was called to be. That is who I was made to be. It's such a beautiful thing. And the reason, again, that we do this is because our worship, it allows us to extend that joy and that peace to others. Our time here on earth is not merely about ourselves. Our self-improvement is so that others will benefit from the glory that is God, hope of Christ living inside of us. That is exactly what we're here to be, to be that bridge, to be that one person who actually will get someone else. Someone else will help someone else's life change will bring someone else into the kingdom. That's exactly what we're here for. And number five, the cessation of a heart is synonymous with no life. The picture is going to come up of a very straight line. That's a heart that stopped. That's all it is, a heart that stopped. And this is where the devil wants us to be. This is where the enemy wants us to be, where it seems like there is no hope, where there is no life. Shannon, if you don't mind bringing that picture up again. 
This is one of the only rhythms or heart rhythms that cannot be resuscitated. You cannot put a defibrillator on, cannot put energy through the heart. This is it. And this is where we're trying not to be. Every day when you wake up and you spend time with your God, every day when you wake up and worship every day when you set foot and do good, even when you don't feel like it, you're moving further and further away from this. This is where we don't want to be. This is where anxiety and depression and heartache land us. And this is where the enemy wants us to be. And we are here and we say no. Because what do we have? Our heart for worship. We've trained it. We've stressed it. We've ensured that we are constantly connected and staying in that nice, normal rhythm. We've matured it. We've worked it out. And we're not ending up here. Mm. Who says amen? Who's trying not to? Who's trying not to, to be there? <laughs> what we do know is that the enemy will always try and get us further and further away. He doesn't need to turn us into worshippers of him, just as long as we're not worshipping God. That's his only aim, just to get us away, get us tired, get us fatigued, get us to a state where we feel as though we can't be resuscitated. But what do we know? We know the truth of the word. Romans 8 26 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't want God, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts, knows all of us who are worshipping, knows every boom for every person in this place, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of all those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That boom, that purpose. He called them to come to him and he called them. And having called them, sorry, he gave them the right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. That is so beautiful. That is absolutely everything that we would want. That's everything that we would love. We also know that there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Not even that. Not even a sisterly. Giving our hearts and our lives as part of our daily acts of worship is all we are asked to do. But especially for that one friend, that one loved one tonight, who has not started their journey with God. Tonight is the night that he's reaching out and saying, I want to be the creator of that rhythm in your life. I want to be the creator of that constant stability, that connection, that reliable beat, that non-failing beat that allows you to come out of any funny rhythm that you're in and that prevents you 
from a non-resuscitatable rhythm. That's who. That's who God is. And that's who God is to all of us. And so tonight, we're going to give that opportunity. We're going to have a little bit more time for worship and for prayer. But we're just going to give that opportunity to anyone who is starting their journey with Jesus. He loves you. And all of you, no matter where you are in the trajectory from normal to funny rhythm, he is here to call you tonight and tell you that he wants to be the setter of the pace. He wants to be the author of that heartbeat. He wants to be the one who you look to. He wants to be the one who you're not just doing things by rote or by learning or by rules. He wants your heart. He wants you to worship him. And in so doing, allowing him to live out that power through you so that your life and your heart can have a purpose. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, we're just going to pray. There's a very, very easy way that we have enabled everyone to just start their journey. It's as simple as a text, the word Y-E-S. You can send that at any time tonight, during the week, at any point, here in Australia to 488 It'll come up on the screens for those watching. Or if you're outside of Australia, again, Y-E-S, just a simple message to yes.metrochurch.org.au. And start getting that heart back into rhythm. Let's let go of those symptoms of palpitations and anxieties and shortness of breath. That is our heart struggling. So Father, we come before you this evening. And we want to thank you for every life. For every beat that you give us, Father, we know it is for you. We thank you especially tonight, Father, for those that are going to start their journey with you. Father, we lift them up, man or woman, young or old. In their hearts, Father, they have chosen tonight to say, thank you, God. I accept you, Jesus, into my life. And I am ready to start this forever journey with you, Lord this journey of restoration, this journey of fulfillment. Hard though it may be, stressful at times though it may be, God, we thank you. We thank you that you are saviour to us today, just as you were right at the beginning and tonight that you are saviour to those who are starting, who are saying yes. All around the world, Father, we thank you. I lift up their hearts. I lift up their minds. I lift up their emotions, their feelings. I lift up their thoughts to you, God. Can you take over from this moment? In their hearts and in ours. We thank you, God. Amen and amen.